Welcome to the Dynamax Podcast, Maine's premier powerlifting and strength sports podcast. From studios in Westbrook, Maine, with your hosts, Matt Israelson and Matt Strong. Yeah, I like to get it going early. I cut most of the shit in the beginning out. I usually save like just a little bit because okay. it gives it a sense of authenticity. I mean, it's pretty authentic, anyways. You you get the script? I say. No. <laughs> um. So episode thirty-three. You got some shoutouts. This is episode thirty-three. Thirty-three. Can you believe we have Eric here? Do you know this guy? I do. I think I recognize him. Eric Brackett. Eric Brackett. Thanks Eric. for being on the show. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you being on. Yeah. Uh, I do have, well, I have uh, I have a serious one. Uh, Ron Damon. People listening probably have heard of him. If you've been around this iron game around here for a while, you know Ron Damon. He passed away uh, last uh, Friday. 81 years old. When you want to talk about a warrior, I know we had one warrior on here, Rob Foley, but we get, this is another one who we lost, and he was a Green Beret and a Navy SEAL. That's crazy. So if you want to talk about warriors out there, fellas, this was a real one. You he, mentioned he was also police. He was a police officer. He was a DEA, main DEA agent. He was a firefighter. Jeez. He was a high tree climber. He cut down trees at higher than, you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I went with him one day to do it, but I stayed on the ground. So uh, he taught me to scuba dive. He taught me how to use firearms. Um, he's going to be greatly missed. He was a real true pioneer of the weights around here. He taught. He got Marty going. If that Marty Joyce. Wow. So that's how far back it goes. I think right there. That's a. So that's rest a- well, Ronnie. We we love you. And then I have some shout outs to uh, Ryan Martin. Yes. What a great show he put on up at the uh, main Strongest Man in Brunswick on Saturday. Yeah, you competed in that. I did. You did good. <laughs> Thanks. I <laughs> wish I could have made it. Um, I uh, Poor planning on my part. But So what did you do for events? We had to do a log lift, okay. which is a, uh, it's made out of metal. Right. They call it a log lift. And we had to do squats for reps deadlifts which was last man standing which means the weight just kept going up until no one could pull it correct uh we had to do a, a yoke walk with uh 600 pounds and atlas stones which i passed on you did them all but the atlas stone yeah i, I uh, passed on that i should have fun fellas <laughs> that's gonna be brutal because it's like a deadlifting below your feet almost yeah it was that was not for me that day so uh, anyway, the shout out is to Ryan because that was a great show. Yep. And to Scott Blanchard, who I was bugging for some coaching right there in the meet because I hadn't done a couple of the events. So thank you, Scott. And Matt Smith, Gabe, Hank, for coming up and spending the day. And to Mike Wilson and also to Emily. They also came up and spent the whole damn day there. So thank you, guys. Uh, Part of the uh, support was greatly appreciated. Yeah, those, they're deep rooted in the strength culture. So. I guess they must be because that was a. It wasn't a long, long day, but it was most of the day. How long was it? I, I think we had to uh, two thirty, three o'clock. Compared to a powerlifting meet. Well, it started. It started a little late, so, so there's obviously but, more events. But everybody was there by nine, and we left about two thirty. So it was Saturday was gone. Yeah. So I thank you all for, for being there. Yep. Working on getting <laughs> Ryan on here. 
Oh, uh, yeah. Can you let's shout out to him right now? Yeah, shout out to Ryan Martin. We'll um, watch you on the show real soon, bud. Yeah, I sent him a message. I don't think he's seen it yet. Hopefully, when he does, he'll be uh, willing to come down and uh, shout about his strongman and the events he puts on. And also, this guy is always doing something for, he's always doing a toy for tots. Yeah, he does squats for tots. Squats for tots. He's always trying to help somebody. They were rescuing pit bulls the other day. So he's doing good stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he is probably, I've had more people ask him to be on the podcast than anyone else so far. I've had many people so, ask for him. So. so just get a hold of us, bud. We're here. Maybe next week even. Yeah, hopefully. So, Eric, what's going on? That's what I got. Well, not much today. You guys asked me to be on it. I've never been on a podcast. It's my first one ever being on. I've only ever heard a handful of them now. So, of ours? Yeah, or oh. of yours or anybody else's. Oh, okay. So I'm a little nervous, I guess. It's all right. Ah. You got nothing to be nervous about. Just follow about. his lead. Yeah. I mean, normally, like, it's kind of tip. It's interesting because typically we've, like, interviewed people. So it'd be like, tell me about your childhood and tell me about this and that. But it's kind of like, I just wanted to shoot the shit with you. I, I know you. Uh, I think I know you, other than maybe Ryan Montague, I probably know you better than anyone else that's been on the podcast. Um, so what I kind of want to talk about is you've been on a tear on with your training lately, and it seems like it's just been like PR, 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 PR. You hit four-plate bench recently at like a the low uh, low body weight. You hit four plates at under 220. Um, so I wanted to talk about that because for a while, I mean, when I first met you, it seemed like you were going through some stuff, and then you wanted to lose some weight, and now you're just on this crazy strength tear. So I guess like starting about like a year and a half ago, like how did how was your training change from then till now? Um, I don't know. I guess it goes back a couple of years ago um, when I first got into powerlifting. Uh, first, I don't know. I'd probably been lifting for four or five years at that point, and I met Matt maybe nine years ago. Okay. And I came to this gym, and I kind of completely changed the way that I train. Yep. I was introduced to uh, conjugate training. Yeah, um, I was going to put this a little closer to you. Yeah, a little bit of the, the geared training. Um, but I think most of it for me was the conjugate method. And I had a run of probably five years of just gain after gain after gain um, without really end and kind of a commiserate increase in, in body weight at the same time. My diet was pretty unrestrained. Um, and what I had been doing for training worked. Um, and then I, I had a pretty big setback when I tore my bicep and kind of had to start not really from square one again, but it did set me back a long way. And the same thing happened again um, after maybe another year and a half of, of training. With I, I had an issue with my appendix and then another small issue with my intestine um, that had to get fixed. And that slowed me down a little bit and I had changed jobs um, normally like I'm a pretty healthy person with my diet and exercise um, but there was some stuff going on my, in my life you know things that everybody goes through with with their job and you know um, and relationships yeah and I'd seen my my blood pressure and a couple of those things start to climb up and I think it was really just kind of a stress related thing and um, not to be a hypochondriac, but those things can kind of spook you sometimes. Oh, yeah, totally. And uh, so I decided I was going to try to lose some weight and uh, went from maybe probably two, I was probably about 265 or 270 at the time down to about 240. And I'd never really done a big weight loss before. And uh, my strength tanked pretty <laughs> horribly. Um, all my lifts went down. So I stopped for a while. And uh, 
kind of let things recuperate a little bit because I think when your body's in a depleted state like that, like it's just a natural thing for it's not just your strength, but like your drive goes. Yeah, too. like and when dis- you or if you're in, you know, when your goal is to lift more, and then you lose weight, and your weight and your lifts right. go down, it's discouraging. And I don't know, I kind of discovered um, maybe a year and a half ago when you first showed up um, that coincided a little bit with me finding, I know it's been around forever, but it was the first time I'd ever seen it, this website called the Main Trail Finder Network. Oh, yeah. And I've just been going... That is an awesome resource, by the way. It is an awesome resource, and the people who put that together do a really good job. Um, but I've been just going all over the state and hiking and jogging and just trying to get outdoors and stretch my legs. And uh, so that was a lot of that kind of second phase of weight loss that I went through. Interesting. And uh, the middle of the summer... Um, I don't know what happened, man. I mean, sometimes you just, it's not there. The fire's not there in you. And, uh, you know, I wasn't feeling it for a long time. And uh, about the fall that changed, um, I started playing with my diet a little bit, kind of upping my, my calories. And uh, when it gets cold out, I'm a little bit more reluctant to go on long walks and hikes places for obvious reasons. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so that's what's been after my strength. I've been... Um, going back to the conjugate training again, I've been doing some speed training and um, been doing, uh, for me, a lot of the, the work is like um, changing up the bar a lot, using bands for overload. Um, I've been squatting with Matt and kind of following his bench program along. So whenever I do that sort of stuff and get serious about it, gains tend to follow. And then I think the other component is I'm kind of reaching my prime as far as like strength goes is in age um it seems like most men tend to peak out in their strength in their late 30s and i'm kind of hitting that stride i'm still a little bit young for it but yeah i mean maybe just years of experience too adding up to right. help, you know? I, it's interesting about the hiking because that's obviously something that's just going to increase your gpp you're going to have more vitamin d just getting out there makes you feel good you hit the top of the mountain yeah it does you, make you, you feel get great. that feeling you know that it's hard to get from many other things and i think that it also makes you appreciate you know when you're dragging ass up a mountain this place yeah you do i mean it's it's just something different to do unfortunately like you know when you go out and hike for seven or eight hours uh it's a big draw on your body even if you're only doing it two or three times a week um well i'm not hiking eight hours two or three times a week but maybe once a week i'm doing something like that and you know, it's it's a tug of war. You know, and strength pulls in one direction, and uh, you know, any kind of it's not endurance like marathon endurance, but it's it's a kind of endurance uh, pulls the other direction. So that was pulling away from my strength, especially on the squats and deadlifts. So you've been lifting here for about nine years. Yeah, I th- yeah I think about nine years now. What were you? And you said you you were lifting prior to that. I was. Um, I had lifted on and off since high school um, I did a little bit of stuff at home and I really didn't know anything so it was like three days a week I bench and do some arm curls and, <laughs> yeah you know and the ultimate bro workout right because I didn't have anybody to teach me and I met a guy uh, when I first moved to Portland um, named Scott Janko and he and I became friends and uh, you know he was a big guy and obviously he did some kind of strength training and I just asked him one day hey, where, do you, where do you work out like what do you what do you do for that and he said oh just come in with me and he was going to a place called Lifestyles Fitness on Warren Ave 
And uh, I ended up training with him. And just the kind of atmosphere and the the kind of equipment that they had, you know, the I got the, you know, the bug got in me. I just, I really enjoyed it. And I was kind of hooked in, you know, in training at the gym ever since. And um, Scott is an extremely gregarious person. Um, he he just puts himself out there. He He's one of those personalities that seems comfortable talking to almost anybody. And through him, I ended up meeting um, a lot of people, but I met um, a gentleman named, uh, oh, help me here, Matt, I'm being a jerk. Well, Slava, and I'm also thinking of, um, oh, he does the merchant... Uh, Marine Dave Delcamp. Dave, Dave Delcamp. That's one right. of my have, best friends in the world. Right, I haven't seen him in a, in a long time, and if he listens to this, I apologize for not remembering the <laughs> name. Um, and I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. Slava um, and I became friends there, um, and we started lifting. And Slava and I, um, for a long time, had a really great kind of rapport with each other. Like Slav was always really strong, and not in a bad way, but in like a, a positive kind of competitive way. It used to drive me crazy. Like I'd see him do a big deadlift or a big overhead press, and and it would, I wouldn't be angry at him, but it would make me angry that you couldn't do that it. I couldn't do it, and 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 I was just furious at this guy who's so strong. And I'm like, I guess that kind of goes to my attitude. But when I see someone who's stronger than me, it's like I want to do that. Like yeah, that's what I want to do. And, uh, that internal competition. Yeah, so for a long time, Slav and I trained together, and the strength just seesawed out of control. And uh, I got to know Dave Delcamp just kind of via proximity um, and, you know, the gregarious nature of uh, Scott. And Matt happened, or uh, Dave happened to mention Matt Israelson, and I had never heard of Matt. And... Uh, you know, he said, hey, he runs a little gym over in Westbrook. Um, there's some really strong guys there, and it seems like you're interested in it. And, you know, maybe you should give him a call. And he gave me Matt's phone number. So I called Matt, and I think at the time Matt was on vacation. I was in Florida. Right. <laughs> yeah, so Laying on a So he said, uh, hey, you know, come in sometime. We'll talk and see what you're interested in. And, and uh, I came in, and Matt and I did a couple of private sessions together just to kind of get acquainted with the place and, mm-hmm. and see what they did here. And uh, and Matt invited me to his group. And at the time, we had a pretty big, especially squat group going on um, with a couple of guys here who, who were pretty strong. And I was impressed, you know. Here I was, and, you know, I'm going to a commercial gym, squatting 500 pounds, you know, benching, you know, 330 or whatever at the time, which isn't huge weights, but... I thought they were. I thought I was strong as shit at the time, and I'm coming in here and guys are squatting 900 pounds, and I'm like, "What the fuck? What's going on?" <laughs> and uh, so that kind of electrified me a little bit, and and I've been here ever since. You know, I got introduced to the conjugate uh, training method, which for me has worked pretty well. Um, that was a pretty big revelation here, and you know, I've, I've made a lot of positive relationships here over the years, and I think foremost among them with Matt. Um, and in kind of the later years here, um, you know, you and some people associated with you have, have joined the gym. Um, and it's been a really good experience. Um, this gym here has kind of become like a little second family to me. And, you know, pretty much every day I'm looking forward to coming here. I don't have to, I don't ever drag myself to the gym. I don't ever say, 
Ah. Oh god, I gotta do it. It's yeah. I, I'm always looking forward to it, and there's always something. You're driving fast out of work, racing, passing people. I know that's what I'm doing, anyways. To right. get here. Right, and I and I almost invariably enjoy myself. Um, and it and it seems to be like a you know like a positive feedback thing. Like if you come in here and you have a good time, it it's almost like it rubs off on everybody. Totally. And and it comes right back to you again and. And everybody trains harder, and everyone jokes around, and seems to have fun. So, it's it's been a good experience. But long answer to a kind of a simple question. That's what's kind of been, you know, that's that's where I got started here, and that's kind of what's been driving me for now. Yeah. Have you? Uh, I don't know if I ever asked you this. Have you done a powerlifting meet? I've done one powerlifting meet, and I was an absolute wreck. Uh, you did. All, you made all your lifts, didn't you? I did. I went nine for nine. Nine for nine. Um, One meet. That's better than me. <laughs> and I wore white lights that a lot of people get over five meets. <laughs> I'm I'm very prone to uh, a couple of people, I think. <laughs> I'm very prone to anxiety, um, and you know, lifting helps with that. But I, I I've always like I enjoy being strong. Um, I I enjoy weightlifting. I don't have anything to prove to anybody though. Um, I mean, for me, like, I don't really care what my numbers are as long as I'm, I feel happy with them at the time. As long as you're stronger than Slav. That's pretty hard, you know? He'll listen to this, so yeah. that's, uh, I have to throw that out That's there. a difficult thing to do. He's a, he's a strong dude. Yeah, um, you're pretty strong, Eric. But for me, um, I think what I enjoy most isn't kind of like the end game, which is the powerlifting meet. For me, it's it's the daily grind. It's it's, process. It's helping people out. It's... Even small stuff like loading and unloading plates. I mean, you probably notice I'll go from spot to spot and just try to help somebody. When I'm done with my workout, I tend to hang out for a little while just to kind of see what people are doing and maybe help them out a little bit. I was going to say, that is something that you that you do that is so valuable to, for, to this gym that I think. Perfect example was um, Mike Fry, who I've been at the gym for a little bit. Um, he came in late to, the, to a bench workout. Bench workout, you really, you know, bench or squat, you really need a partner for and you were pretty much done with your workout and you still hung out and helped him out. And I think that that is, that kind of makes you the quintessential Dynamax member, I think, because it, it, it's more about your lifts. It's, it's the community's lifts. And it's like clear, very clear that you are, that that affects you and that, that you care about it. Yeah, they, they go, those things go hand in hand. I mean, like when other people are doing well and you feel invested in other people, around you it it has an effect on you like I think a, a good effect and you know like you can you can make a difference in other people's lifts and, and on top of that it's just fun yeah you know like to see someone come in and you haven't seen them for a while and and they're on a tear again and that's a great thing you know it's uh, so awesome yeah you know I've said a few times that I think I've gotten more satisfaction over you know helping someone put five pounds on their bench than I have working on a million dollar project you know it's such a weird thing how it, it, it really is when you see someone you care about doing something that we all care about and improve on it it just hits home yeah I think the I think that's I think that's a big thing like the one thing about like weightlifting is that it's like I mean it's a workout it's not it is fun but it's not always easy right um, and when when you do something hard, um, and and, the, and that thing is voluntary, um, I don't, it almost makes it like there's a lot of value in that. 
in, in and of itself um, that you would come in and do this thing that sometimes is painful um, causes res- residual effects on your body and um, and you're just doing it because you want to um, does make it pretty satisfying uh, I would I would agree with that can you tell us the story if you turn your bicep yeah because um, <laughs> this is a good one <laughs> I uh, I was deadlifting one day at I don't believe it was called Lifestyles anymore. They they changed hands, and I, I used to keep a membership in both places because... Um, it, Here and there. Right, because it was very close to where I lived. And um, they don't like you to use chalk there, and they have they had one deadlift bar at the time, and it was really kind of spent. It was pretty much pooched, and the knurling was gone on it. And I was just using a reverse grip on it, and over under, over under, yep. and um, you know I was I'd gone up for a heavy single, and then I was trying to get some reps, um, you know, like four ninety five, and I wasn't doing a lot of them, and I had maybe pulled it three times, and uh, my grip was starting to slip on my underhand, and I, for me, like I, my underhand was always backwards. Um, I'm a right-handed person, and most right-handed people seem to put their right hand yeah. as their underhand. And for me, that was never comfortable. Interesting. I never noticed that on you. And, um, well, I don't pull over under anymore. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> that's probably why. That's why, yeah. And, uh, and my weight was, you know, starting to slip a little bit. So I, I kind of tried to, like, hunch my shoulders to, like, oh. and I'd done it a hundred times. Yeah. And, uh, you don't think about it when you you're... You don't think about it, yeah. And, uh, and I just dropped it. I didn't really feel anything. Um, did, did it, like, did you just lose it? Like yeah, all just, of a sudden? Yeah, just dropped it. And and I was kind of embarrassed. And I was like, well, do another rep. You know, so I went to bend down and pick it up. And that hand had nothing. It was just like, I could close my hand, but it was like cooked spaghetti. It was just a wet noodle. Yeah. Nothing there. And I'm like, whoa, this is not a good feeling here. And uh, and so I was wearing a long sleeve shirt and I pulled it up and I could just see the muscle belly kind of floating oh. up into my armpit. And it, it was never... <sighs> It was never painful. That's so crazy. Um, and I was ne- I was never, and I expected it to be when because I had, I knew immediately that the bicep was torn, um, and uh, I I thought, man, it's like the countdown until like I start screaming here. So I called my brother because I was afraid I'd be in pain, and had him take me to the hospital. And you know, it's like, yep, they, you tore your bicep, you know, and uh, and. Other than that, it wasn't really a terrible experience. Um, I called Matt right after I did it and asked for some advice. And um, safety bar squats. <laughs> you know, I had it. I had it reattached by a man named Doctor Barr, and uh, it was. I would say it was pretty minimal, like the the degree of discomfort I felt. I I was a little bit woozy from the anesthesia, and I had to wear an itchy cast for a little while. Other than that, it wasn't really that bad. Um, and Just to keep your arms straight. Uh, no, they kept it like at a ninety degree angle. Oh, okay, sure. Um, That's probably one of the tendons the shortest, right? Right, exactly. Uh, and they, um, you know, I, I I just kept training. Um, I did one arm presses with a dumbbell and safety bar squats, and I I used a strap to deadlift with, and did some abs and stuff. And uh, I never really stopped training. And Matt tore his tricep. Uh, just maybe what a year before yeah, I told so. him, it did the same thing, and you seem to recover from it pretty well. You tore both of yours, if I'm not mistaken. No, just one. just one. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of following Matt's lead on that, and it didn't really take that long. Um, 
six weeks of kind of light stuff and over maybe the next three months I gradually started to step it up a little bit. Bicep isn't as bad as a tricep. Where? Because when you when you tear the bicep, it rolls up to the top by the shoulder. If you tear that head, does yeah. it do the? Did you do the opposite, or did it go up on your arm? Well, it, it, normally, you'll tear it right here, the distal, the, the distal point, point. Okay, and it goes that way. Oh, yeah, right above, right above the the elbow. Um, I was I was here that night when Matt tore that, and uh, he actually handed it off to me. Didn't he? I did, and you could. I thought it was his shirt that tore. We, I hoped it was my shirt that tore. Because I, you could hear it tear. Oh, in, in Matt's case, Jesus Christ! It was pretty. That is so. I don't know why, but just like thinking about that gives me the heebie-jeebies so bad. Most things do not gross me out. But well, I said, tell me my shirt tore. Somebody, please. So yeah, and you could feel the yeah, defect yeah, in it too. Uh, it was, it was does it just apparent. feel like there's nothing there? Yeah, it's just a just a little yeah, defect yeah. ribbon. Yeah. But you can't like that sort of thing. Um, like this is you're doing something. Anytime you go out of your house, you're doing something dangerous. Of course, you get in your car, go on a hike, go on a hike. You could fall. You could get hurt. You could get an infection. Anything. You can't live in fear. You know. I mean, and you you, you be careful, of course, but. I'm not going to let that kind of thing stop me. Uh, so, so as a someone who's definitely you know an intellectual in the gym, someone who a lot of people go to advice for, uh, what should I take for my next attempt? How many reps do I? What, what should I get for a? Uh, you know, what kind of accessory should I do? What kind of advice would you give for the newcomer powerlifter? Just as kind of a blanket statement, I suppose. I don't. I don't know if I'm ever. I'm not ever comfortable, like, giving people advice. Um, on anything, just kind of to be a disclaimer. Um, I don't really see myself as as knowledgeable as some other people are here. Um, that said, though, uh, I think something that's important is that, like, a, an, any newcomer to the gym, um, like, find a place where, where people want you to be successful and and try to make friends with people there. Like, don't be that person that looks at their feet on the floor. Like, it's up to you to. You know, to set the attitude, to set the tone, and like if if you make an attempt to help somebody load and unload a bar, or uh, you know maybe ask if they want a spot, like maybe someday you could have a really great relationship with that person. And yeah. there's a lot of positive things that can come from that. I think that's the most important thing, because relationships with other people are how everybody learns and how everybody does everything in life. And every time you look at your feet, instead of looking somebody in the eye, you close a door uh, to a lot of opportunities. Um, so I think that's probably the most important thing in a gym. I think that's something that people need to kind of digest too, because there's a lot of stereotypes, I think, that you know when you're at the gym, you should have your headphones on, you shouldn't ask someone how many sets they have left, you shouldn't ask someone for a spot. I think that's just a bad stereotype that's been kind of reinforced in like the modern day millennium gym culture. Yeah. And it's something that I was absolutely exposed to and kind of just to, to bring it to light, it took me, I first pulled four plates on deadlift when I was in college, so it would have been, I think it was 2012. And it wasn't until 2016, 17, 16, that I pulled five plates. In the time that I've been here, I've gone from five to six in a year and a half. Right. By having the right training partners and the right methodology, my bench has gone up, everything's gone up. Not to mention, 
I enjoyed myself and, you know, the people that I lived with, the, the few dudes that I first, you know, like you and Noah and Ryan are like some of my better friends now. And it's like, to take that out of the gym, like I never would have thought that would have, would have been possible given that same kind of millennium, headphones in, eyes forward, and where was that again? Or no. Oh, that's right. At the rec center. Yeah, right, right. But I think, you know, you go to a gold, you know, not to trash Gold's Gym or the Fitness Factory, but you go to those places and that's the that's the norm. That's what I hear. I mean, I haven't been on them so for a long time. If you walk in there, you know, they got music blasting, but 90% of people got their headphones on. And if you, you know, tap someone on the shoulder and ask them for a spot, it's it's like you're... Yeah, I couldn't stand it's, that. It's a total... And, like, one of my favorite things that I picked up from here was, like, no one wears fucking headphones. <laughs> no, not really. No, I, don't, I don't blame people for doing that. I mean, there's a lot of things that play, like, the availability of those things, the ease of it. Um, the fact that, like, for guys, sometimes it's even... It's, like, kind of a meme, you know? Like, look at YouTube. Like, how it's a joke, you know, when you see Robert Frank like pretending to be all aggro and aggressive right. and he's probably not really that way but those who, who is it? Robert Frank he's got a YouTube channel oh, oh. and it's we'll save your impression for him for the end of the podcast <laughs> it's meant to be a joke um, but there's a lot of things that are like that and not to shit on him because that's not what I mean by any of this but that has an impression upon people and all those little factors add together and yeah, and, it, and and that's what it ends up in. But it's, I don't know. It, does, it, it I used to be like that too, and I had oh. to learn these lessons myself. Yeah. Like, and you know, if it wasn't for people like Matt, you know, or Scott or Slav or Dave Delcamp, these other people that took a risk investing their time into me, it, you know, might it might have never happened. And it and it is a risk for everybody to do. Uh, but I I think it's worth it overall. I yeah, it has been for me. I, I, would, I hope it is for everybody else too. Good, me too. Sometimes I wish I could. Uh, it was acceptable to wear headphones at the supermarket. <laughs> I think that is the kind of place where you need to have heads down, look at your feet. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, I think I think there's always value. I think acknowledging other people, being kind and respectful yes, to them, that goes a long way. You yeah. never know what someone's going through. Yeah. Um. Any chance of you uh, doing your second meet? Oh, I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say no. Um, when the time is right, it'll happen. Yeah. Oh, it's but it's not. It's not something that I really desire. Um, I. I my. I think for me, planning on a meet, having to stick not stick to a program, but feeling like locked into something is. I don't know. It's just a little oppressive, um, for me. You know, I, 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 for like someone who probably seems really dedicated. Um, oh, you clearly are dedicated, but it's I no, I totally get it. Is that you don't want to have, like you said, it's the process. Right. That's where you get your satisfaction. Right, and not to mention, I I did that other meet, and I was I was a real train wreck. I was so nervous, like I, I just falling apart. I mean, yeah. Matt's probably seen a hundred people do the same thing over the years. But some people just don't like shaking to, in your boots. Yeah, don't like deal? to perform in front of others. It's just kind of how I am. Yeah. You know. Do you remember how you did? Um, I squatted. I want to say five eighty four. Um, I benched high threes, and I think I pulled like maybe four eighty five. No, I think you pulled over five. I don't remember. That was quite a long time ago now. I want to say that was probably eight years ago. It's quite a long time ago. He's pulling really well right now. Yeah. That's what's really going. 
Yeah, I've had some good deadlifts. My deadlifts have really been taken off lately. I don't know. It's just lots of little things adding up, but confidence too. Right. For a long time, I struggled with a deadlift, and then you get one good one, and it's like a snowball. You know, it just goes out of control. Um, so, we hit a lot of things there. We just did a quick, we did a good amount of time. Matt, you got anything you, uh, well, we got um, Eric on the... On the hot seat here. Uh, let's think a minute, Eric. You're going to put any body weight back on, do you think? I have. That process has already begun. <laughs> <laughs> I was, yeah. oh, oh, actually, I do have a question for you related to that. What's your method of recovery? Because you seem to lift. You, I mean, you go hard. I mean, I see you lift super heavy. Do you have like a go to like, do you stretch? Do you eat? Do you get massages? Like, do you kind of have a, or do you just do um, what you do? I try... So there's a couple of things I try to do. I try to eat um, a little bit more on days that I train heavier, and maybe like the day after I train heavier. Um, I try to pick like one thing a week to work really hard on. So like this week, um, I, I pushed it pretty hard on the bench. Yeah. And that'll be the one thing that I really try to push it on. Um, I did a lot of benching and a lot of weight, a lot of sets, and that's enough. So next week it'll probably be squats. Um, I think recovery for me is I try really hard to get good restful sleep, um, which sometimes I struggle with. Lately, it's been pretty good. Um, so I try to get like a full eight hours of sleep, not go to bed for eight hours, but like actually sleep for eight hours yeah. every day. That's big. Um, and I try to eat a big variety of food. Um, and I even when I'm comparatively light, like when I dieted down to get under 220, um, I was probably still eating, I don't know, I want to say like 5,500 calories a day. Um, That's a big number. So eating a lot of food um, and a lot of fat too. I think I think trying to diet and, and eat like a low-fat diet is a huge mistake. I think a lot of protein, a lot of fat, um, like good fat, um, you know, from nuts and, and peanut butter yeah. and, and vegetable oils and stuff. I think they're very good for you. And, and I noticed that when I changed my diet to incorporate those things was like maybe the spring. So the, the beginning of when my strength was really starting to recover. Um, when I started doing that, that's when that I've seen like the biggest increase in strength I've ever had since I started lifting in this past maybe six months. And I think a lot has to do with with that would be sitting down and just really thinking about my diet and experimenting with it and seeing what works. Um, so yeah, I don't, I stretch a little bit. Um, I never stretch, like I don't, if I'm gonna squat, I don't stretch out for squats that day, like prior to the squat, because there's a lot of, I've read a lot of things over the years, and these are people I kind of trust um, more than the crap that you see not crap, I don't mean to disparage people, but there's a lot of stuff that gets put on the internet by people that don't know what they're talking about. Like, there's a couple of people out there that, like Andy Bolton, right? Not to compare myself to Andy Bolton or anything, um, but Andy Bolton um, had was the first person to pull over a 1,000 pounds. He had the world record in the total, um, you know, the guy was, a, it still is, a pretty... Massive. Yeah, pretty good athlete, and uh, he's put up some impressive numbers, and he... He's sick right now. He is sick right now, and it's too bad, because he's, he's a good guy. Um, 
and he's done a lot for the sport. But he, I don't know, I just remember reading from him like that every time that he stretched before he exercised, he would create an injury. And you know, this sport doesn't need a lot, of, as far as I'm concerned. Right, and so the the days that I'm not training heavy, I might like stretch out my legs a little bit, you know, if I'm not going to squat that day. And I might roll them out a little bit, but I don't go overboard with it. I don't try to kill myself with it. I just try to have like a very kind of a neutral amount of flexibility. Um, and I think that's really all that you need. I think that anytime you go to an extreme on something that you're asking for a problem, you're asking for an imbalance. So if you spend two hours a day stretching and rolling out, I think you're asking for an issue. If you're going to be doing this game. Yeah, I think if you're doing yeah. any game. Well, I, you know, yeah, yeah, you're probably right, but particularly this. Yeah. You get those joints hypermobile in there. You end up with problems. All right, I think even in layman's terms, you know, there's a bit of an advantage to being stiff in powerlifting. That's what I mean. you you, you got to have some tightness. The, if, when you warm up, you go through the full range, that's your warm-up. Right, and if you're... If you're squatting the right way, I mean, you should you're, be squatting be pretty flexible with a pretty good range of motion. I mean, that takes a certain amount of flexibility right yeah. there. So, I mean, a bench press or an overhead press, like, it's, there's a lot of movement in the joints already with that exercise. Like, there's a lot of movement in your in your pec girdle and your shoulder shoulder girdle on a bench press anyway. It's pretty equivalent to like a doorway stretch or something. Yeah. Um, so that's just that's kind of what I feel about recovery. I don't really do anything special. Other than eat a lot of food, That's no right. massage. Well, no massage. Yeah. I've I've actually I've had a couple of them before, and I've enjoyed them, and I think they've had good, you know, a good effect on me. I just haven't sought them out because they take a lot of time. Um, Something about getting a massage for an hour just seems over. Like it's too long for me. I think I've never gotten a professional massage. Never. Never. Oh. Yeah. I've, if it were me, like I would probably. Just have whoever was doing it concentrate on like a problem. Yeah, idea. yeah. You know, that's what I would want. I think with you guys. You know, I wouldn't want a full shoulder body massage. or back or so, you know, something like that. Because if they're gonna do it right, I mean, that if you if you've got like a lump of like not scar tissue, but like um, those little spots and ridges like, that like a heat, an adhesion or something. Yeah, in your muscles, like it takes a fair amount of force to get those things broken up. And, and you if, really want a professional doing it too, probably. Yeah, someone who knows what they're doing. I mean, there's plenty of massage therapists that, you know, they're not attuned to what an athlete or a power lifter or somebody else needs. So yeah, they just try to give you relaxing, you know, relaxation. Yeah, I think. And that's not what I'm after. And I then, want but there's some out there that are tuned into this stuff so, too. So yeah, Travis Dyer. Sh- quick shout out to him. Yeah. Well, Eric, um, I gotta say you're. One of the, you know, since I've come to Dynamax, you have been one of the, a huge part of me getting it stronger. The workout crew is not complete if you're not here. So thank you for being here. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that, guys. And the same goes for you guys, too. I mean, if, you know, it's it's reciprocal. It goes both both directions, you know. Uh, and I enjoy you guys being here as much as, as anything. So, you know, it helps keep me going. Hell yeah. Glad to finally be on the podcast. Awesome. Broke. We, we popped your cherry. <laughs> <laughs> so this was uh, episode 33. Um, what? If you enjoy- <laughs> Do you believe that, Matt? I'm not commenting. <laughs> <laughs> you, you do believe that. I now you, I do. Now you believe. What I couldn't believe is we got Eric. Now, nah, right, me too. Honestly, when I first started doing this, I was like, Eric will never do it. Well, you first said no. 
Well, I did it because you asked. There's not a lot of people. <laughs> <about>. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, thank you all for listening. This has been episode thirty-three. Yes. I just want—I know you corrected my bench thing from last yes, week. Yes, I just want to—I sh- just want to spell it out. Anybody that was going to follow that uh, dynamic bench cycle, it had a uh, three hundred pound bencher. Fifty percent was one fifty. I and I gave you one fifty plus bands and then chains the following week. Then a combination. I'm sorry, you have to adjust the bar weight for the bands and chains. So it's going to be between one twenty and one thirty on the bar. So just to include the chains and bands with that. So I guess to say that another way, to be doing 155, you'd probably be doing like a 375 pound bencher. If you left the 150 and the chains, right. now it just goes, you'd have to figure out, yes, correct. So if you were benching with a 370 range, that'd be a good number for you. That would be what that would, in, would indicate. So dates? Dates is March 10th, the women's, women's uh, second annual. Like six and a half weeks out, you guys. Ladies, we're waiting for you. We can't wait. And I know I say it, I said it before, it's full, but come by, watch if you didn't get in, and make sure to join us May 12th for the full meet at the Armory in Westbrook. That'll be exciting. The Maine State Championships. So this has been episode 33. That's what they tell me. Thank you all for listening. If you enjoy this podcast and you want want to see this continue to grow please go on itunes and leave us a comment and a five-star rating even if you don't like it please leave us a comment the way that itunes sorting system works the more comments it doesn't even matter what the rating is it's all about the number of comments so please leave us a comment it would mean the world to us ryan martin get back to us yes we want you down here we want you down here we want to talk strong man thank you all for listening